Kentucky Roll Call podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Happy holidays from our friends at Cornbread Hemp. This past year has been stressful for everyone, especially now that the holidays are here and finding effective ways to cope may seem impossible. That's why I trust my friends over at Cornbread Hemp, Kentucky's number one rated CBD company with the most THC allowed by law. Leave the holiday stress behind when you share Cornbread Hemp with your loved ones this holiday season. They even have gifts for your parents too. So from now until Christmas, enjoy an extra 30% off your entire purchase when you visit cornbreadhemp.com and enter the promo code BIGX at checkout. Enjoy the entire holiday season with a little help from our friends at Cornbread Hemp, Kentucky's first choice for all things CBD. Bueller, 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 Bueller. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be, cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, tip. cats, the cats. Tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. <laughs> Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish. There's buggers over here. <laughs> Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Jesus, Rash, get it together! It's game day, come on! Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you. January 7th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 Ninety-six one FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your freezing, frigid Friday morning. Snow all across <laughs> Kentucky. Hope you're safe and warm wherever you are. Good morning, Nick Roush. Good morning. How, how are we doing today? Did we stay warm? Stayed warm, yes. Uh, enjoyed seeing the snow. Always pretty, seeing it come down and all that good stuff. And... Uh, Got caught in the traffic, not on the expressways, luckily, but the, just every road around Louisville was just such a disaster around noon yesterday and even a little later into the day. Uh, I know that, that there was a big pileup on 75, I think 64, and I know the Waterson was all backed up all throughout Louisville. I know all of Kentucky was was packed and traffic was bad and people were in accidents, and I hope, hope everybody was safe. I had it pretty easy. You know, I just had to, my normal 10-minute drive from the office back to home turned into like a 40-minute, 45-minute drive, which is pretty ridiculous, but all things considered, got home safe and soundly warm in the house roof over my head i couldn't ask for anything more justin kalen how are you i am good i was a little down trodden about the whole snow thing yesterday but so i really i went home 
and I really tried to see the joy in the snow. I, I was out on my porch and I saw the kids playing in it, throwing snowballs at each other, making snow angels. So I really tried to find the joy in the snow yesterday. Glad it's over. Glad we're not getting any more. Glad it's going to rain in a couple days and all this BS is out of here. Man, that's a horrible take to start the show. It's a great take. No. I, I, I literally just told you that I hate snow, but yesterday I found the joy in it. That's a great take. You know, that's that rain on Sunday, it, it could turn into freezing ice, sleep. Ice, baby. It's going to nah, be we'll low be at 19 that day. You know, well, if that, that's at little, night. The rain during it, the day when it's 45, we'll be good. If it just comes a little earlier, you never, you never really know. That could be even more snow, Justin. Let's hope not. But I, I am a fan of winter. I'm not like you got to be in the 30s though for me. Like 20s, I can I can live with here and there. Oh, but being 10 degrees stinks. Yeah, that's yeah. You all, there's literally not enough clothes that you all could put on this morning for 10 degrees. It's so cold. Well, you love the uh, cold though. No, not when I'm sleeping. Yes, when I'm outside. No. <laughs> Justin had a window open last night. <laughs> may or may not Rude. have been cracked. Have you all, uh, have either of you all done the thing where you throw the water and it evaporates? No, I always forget about that. Same. Oh, you forget like about you it until you get on Instagram and then, uh, you see that, that my favorite are the deck picks. Did you do it Look with the, no, no, we actually, uh, got out of town before the snow came. Um, because we're doing a another family Christmas. Christmas isn't over yet for the Roushes, by God. We're doing one more up in Ohio. So we uh we left as the snow was falling around, I don't know, like ten thirty or so. And uh it was slow getting out of town, but it wasn't anything crazy just yet. So uh we made it out. It made it made sense why they decided, okay, we're gonna call school off early because the it was it was a mess. Um well, they you shouldn't know, have done when they school. were getting out. They shouldn't have done. They shouldn't have never gone into school to begin with. And you know, whatever. Uh, coincidentally, they don't have to make up half days, but they do have to make up right, just right. full this, and missed days. Right. Uh, but that, that was why was, they didn't do it. Yeah. It, so that it was a disaster decision to let everybody out as the heaviest of the snow was falling and the streets were just now officially covered. That was a another poor decision but uh it is what it is i guess better well i don't know i don't know if it would have been better at noon than it would have been at three or four but uh it was an absolute mess i think what everybody's wondering though is how are you possibly having to go back to ohio for another christmas because <laughs> uh plans got changed so we had to we had to postpone christmas and uh we're back ready for more christmas i've got another christmas you were in ohio for christmas no no we we came back early um basically a lot of the what extra plans that i've had to do there is dodging covid from one side of the family to another so that you know that's, well, that's one thing we've learned in the pandemic is you can definitely dodge covid hey we've done it so far you've had, you've <laughs> duke had, hasn't gotten it so you've had um, covid you haven't no, done no, it so far. i have but in this latest surge that you know want to keep it away from uh you know, little Duke, and uh, he hasn't gotten it, so I uh, considered a win. So, how long? When did you? Uh, news to me. Never knew you left Ohio early the last time. Yeah, we left Ohio early the last time, and um, yeah, Man. and now, uh, now we're up here now. Well, I'll have fun. Yeah, should be a good time. 
kind of nice having a little extra Christmas. And uh, we're just eating buffalo wings and watching football on Saturday. So, boom. I've got a Christmas tomorrow, too, but I don't have to drive to Ohio. (laughs) But it's nice, though. Get to hang uh, hang out with Grandpa. He's a big fan. They don't get to hang out as much. So, uh, it's fun. It's fun. It actually wasn't a bad ride-up, either. We stopped and had a nice lunch, and uh, Duke was, like, dancing in the booth. It was a good time. That sounds awesome. Sounds like a nice time. Get your text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, 502-414-1450. It was a good time. I don't think I've ever seen Justin more happy with IU basketball than last night. Wow. It was a, it was def, definitely a good night. Yeah, I was. I texted you all. It's, it's rare that I get to see it, but that is Indiana basketball. What they played last night in the second half, that's Indiana basketball. And obviously, like I don't, I just need to not be so nitpicky with words. But just quite literally, I think yesterday you were talking about how IU hadn't been good in three decades. Yes. No, and well, and then you brought a great t- point up in our in our text chat there. Like Indiana has always had good wins at home against rake teams that they should or shouldn't beat. Those those wins happen every single year. So I, I don't want to get too high on this win, but it was a great win yesterday for sure. It was a nice win. Ohio State's a good team. IU is just, I don't think there's any team in the country that's more Jekyll and Hyde versus at home than on the road in the last decade than IU. When they're at home, if the NCAA tournament could always be at Assembly Hall. We'd win every year. Yeah. Sweet 16s wouldn't be the ceiling. I think you'd at least get to Elite Eight or Final Four here and there. But it's a different team. That was a nice win. Uh, I didn't. I got the minus four for IU at plus 100, but it kind of scared me a little bit, so I didn't put as much money on it than I would have. I wish I would have put more, but it was a nice night last night. Went four for four yeah. on my college basketball bets. The Wisconsin minus three, I texted you all. I was like, that one just stinks. Like Wisconsin just won at Purdue. They're at home against Iowa. I think Iowa is an okay team, but I don't think they're anything special. And Wisconsin was only given three points. That was, I, I put a decent chunk of change on it, but like I was a little hesitant from really unloading on it because it just seemed too good to be true. And then I had Cincinnati minus two and a half versus SMU. Uh, it was a good night. Of, I mean, it was a good night of college basketball. Uh, some good games. Well, at least on paper, some good games, but a lot of blowouts, actually. Yeah, a lot of blowouts. Suck a lot it. Of blowouts. Uh, a big suck it to Indiana for, uh, I mean, they actually, Trace Jackson Davis, that guy, good college basketball player. Oh, he's awesome. Uh, yeah, he is really, yeah. really smooth. Here there was him, a guy, <laughs> there was a guy on one of the Indiana fan pages after halftime. He wrote a question. He was like, Is it just me or is Trace Jackson Davis the most overrated and overhyped player in the country? And then he comes out in the second half and did what he did. Jeez. Uh, hot takes. There's, there's 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 stupid people in every fan bunch. Is my point. Don't Rush, don't age well. You were mentioning that he was crying after the game. He he. I don't know if there were actual tears that rolled down his face, but there were not. Old <laughs> old old TJD. He was uh, he was getting emotional when asked about bringing Indiana to the NCAA tournament. He said, "You know, wearing the jerseys meant everything, but." Just need to get back to where where this program belongs, back in the NCAA tournament. And it was just it's one of the saddest things I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Like Indiana, just please let us get back to the NCAA tournament. Please, sir. The, the please. most embarrassing part is that literal tears came down his face. Negative. Oh Absolutely gosh, not. Was, you weren't with him the entire interview, Justin. You don't know what happened <laughs> with the cameras. <laughs> <laughs> just want to get back to the tournament. <laughs> 
Although, you know, Kentucky's last tournament game was in 2019, but of course the, the pandemic is a big reason why. And then they had a bad year last year. I'm not sure if anybody's talked about that or if you've heard about that. But Justin was over the moon happy. We're happy for him for that reason. And now we get to preview a Kentucky-Georgia game, which will be the biggest cupcake SEC game that Kentucky has on its entire schedule. I don't know. Georgia just gave Texas A&M all they could handle. Oh yeah, mighty Texas A&M. I, I don't. I, yeah, I don't. I don't, I don't care. Uh, I don't care. A&M's not good. Georgia's not good. Uh, anything less than a very comfortable win. This one should be all wrapped up at halftime. You know, we do this stuff all the time, Roush, and it generally leads to it being like a close game or something along those lines. But there, there will be no excuse for it. Georgia is a bad, bad basketball team with Tom Crean, who has not done a good job. Now, I'm not going to be mean to Tom Crean. I made that promise. Uh, so I'm not going to, but this will be his last year in Athens. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, but they beat Memphis. You've got to be a good team to beat Memphis, right? No, you do not. Oh, because Memphis, wait, they can't be bad too at basketball. Penny Hardaway's their coach. No, I think some would say that's why they're bad, Roush. Oh, wow. Penny Hardaway, not a good basketball coach. Breaking news. Some cool. that's that that's what some would say, but it, it is hard to kind of you know Friday show generally we're pumped up about the game on Saturday, uh, not as excited for the six o'clock one against Georgia just because it should be an easy win, but it'll be a good bounce back from the LSU loss and maybe. Oh God, I thought this was at one. I'm getting confused with next week's Tennessee game. Oh, oh no. God, this is terrible. Oh no. Oh man, breaking news to Roush. That's bad. Roush didn't know the time of the game. No, damn. Well, I didn't really Christmas know it. I didn't, I didn't really know it until uh, I had to look it up the other day because I was like, what time is this game? It, it's the one of the least anticipated UK SEC games that that I can remember, but it will be it should be an easy win. It should be a good game for Kentucky to grow. Some of those guys that didn't play particularly well on Tuesday night, here's a chance to bounce back, easy opponent, back at home, and then you can you can get back to your winning ways. But we uh, uh, we don't even get our Savier Wheeler revenge game story. I know Cal said he's day-to-day, but I think we would all on this radio show be shocked if he played after the neck injury slash concussion on Tuesday night. So uh, I, I was looking forward to pre-writing my Savier Wheeler comeback, beat his old team story, but I guess doesn't doesn't feel like we're going to get that Saturday night. No, and I and I don't think it was any ill will with Wheeler leaving Georgia. I just think he wanted to play on a good team. I just think he wanted to stop being on a team that was going to finish near the bottom of the SEC and wanted to go elsewhere. I'm, I'm sure that he probably has nice things to say about Georgia, but it would have been fun just seeing him be such a headache for Crean out there on the court. Uh, and he's just a fun player to watch in general, regardless of who he's playing. So it's it's our loss not getting to see him tomorrow. And I do agree with you. I do not think we'll see him. They have not officially ruled him out. They haven't said that he's out, but uh, I would I agree with you. I'd be very surprised if we see him. And I just hope you see him Tuesday at Vanderbilt, but I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if we don't see him then either. First off, Kentucky is always totally and completely mysterious with injuries. Secondly, it's my opinion that I think that they aren't going to rush anybody back just for the sake of we need to win basketball games. I think they're going to be overly cautious more times than not with most people. Now, on the flip side, they did let Ty Ty go back in the game, and he clearly was not healthy. Um, So maybe if Wheeler is really persistent, they'd let him play. But I I would be shocked if we saw him tomorrow in action. And 
I would lean towards not even seeing him Tuesday at Vanderbilt, but that's that's a total and complete guess. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm slow and steady wins the race. You're gonna take your time with this one. Uh which you know what? Uh could end up benefiting Tata in the long term because uh, while we've seen him in you know little bits here and there playing the point guard, running the Kentucky offense with the ball in his hands, you know this is this is a nice challenge, a nice opportunity against a couple of bad teams to really show what he can do as a penetrator, as a creator. Uh, and Kentucky needs it. I mean, Severe Wheeler is without a doubt the straw that stirs UK's drink. He's third in the country in assists per game. You don't need Ty Ty to be handing out eight assists. But it'd, it'd be nice to, to see him take advantage of this op, this opportunity and really develop as, as a ball handler. Well said, and I totally agree with you. that this is If Wheeler is going to be out, whether it's just a game or it's an extended period of time, then Ty Ty, you are point guard, point guard. Go out there and do what you need to do. Go out there and lead the show. Let's start finishing through contact a little bit. Let's get to the line a little bit more. But more importantly, get in the paint and kick. This team is all John Calipari teams so dependent on being able to break down one guy on defense and make the others have to adjust and react. And then your guard ideally is smart enough to operate there. Either they'll score themselves. They'll oop to a big, they'll pass to a big, they'll kick out to the perimeter. So, and you know, this is every offense looks better when you can get around some guys, but John Calipari, we've seen when he doesn't have guards that can get in the paint and, that was Tuesday night, unfortunately, when Ty Ty mm-hmm. and Wheeler were both out together. Just how ugly and stagnant and boring this offense can be. So Ty Ty, show us what you got. And I guess, you know, did he did Cal say that he'll be good to go? I think he did, didn't he? They expect uh, to see I, him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he was like, it's cramps, you know, it's cramps. So I I didn't think he'd be out. We told the guys to hydrate, um, but, you know, stuff happens. Uh, I'm sure it's a little bit different uh, strain playing that, you know, having the ball in your hand the whole time. Um, But, yeah, he should be good to go. Just drink some Gatorade before the game, buddy. Do you remember people forget John Wall, his freshman year, cramped like every other game? It was almost as bad as the Cliff Hawkins asthma thing. Yeah. I mean, except like in Wall's case, he did play his way into shape. And I think that was the case, too, because if I'm not mistaken, was Wall a late arrival or did he just have to wait that game because of the NCAA thing? He got suspended. He got weird. He got suspended one exhibition game, which how can you even do that? And then one just the first regular season game. And I think Kentucky played Moorhead State and Kenneth Fareed that first game without Wall and they won. And then he was back. And then really until like Christmas break, it just it seemed like a coin flip heading into a game, whether or not Wall was going to get cramps. And I think maybe only one game he like actually had to leave and didn't come back. But I remember just ESPN or CBS or whoever was broadcasting the game, just always showing him like in the side tunnel, just getting worked on. And then like five minutes later, he'd be back in the game. Uh, it was really, really bizarre. But um, were you a big cramper in your athletic career? No, never during games. It was always post game. And man, uh, I remember one time in particular, it was like summer before senior year and we had played, I I don't know if it was, I guess it was right after our opener and it was, you know, 
It's 85, 90 degrees in August on those Friday night, that those opening kickoffs. And I had a cramp in my quad and in my hamstring. And so, like, when I would try to stretch out one, the other one would start getting a Charlie horse. It was just – I was just, like, eating banana, chugging Gatorade. It was, it was so it – was, it was hell on her. Just, like, punching my leg, like, stop cramping. It was – oh, God, that was the worst pain I've ever had in my life. But – Stuff like that almost always happened after the fact. Yeah, really huge, during the game. I'm a huge believer that if you're a big water drinker, your cramping percentages go way down. Yeah. If you're just somebody that just drinks water throughout the day, doesn't really think about it, you just, you know, some people forget to drink water, and then there's other people that just have like water next to them 24 uh, seven. I'm a big believer that the people that cramp probably are just the people that forget to drink water. Which, yeah. speaking of which. This ooh, is like, ooh. This, oh, go that, ahead. That brings up uh, a favorite Kentucky football story of old. This was this was from the early Mark Stoops era. I want to say it was like J.D. Harmon and another UK defensive back that famously got in a fight at the old practice facility over does water have taste? Because I think J.D. said that he doesn't like drinking water because it tastes bad. Somebody was like, water doesn't taste like anything, you idiot. <laughs> and he was like, you know, don't call me an idiot. Water has a taste, and I hate it. I hate the taste of water. And that just argument escalated into, you know, a shoving match where they had to be separated, which is objectively a hilarious. But also, you you can see how dumb and stupid that kind of argument has complete validity in a college setting, especially in a locker room. <laughs> yeah, I could totally see that escalating. Uh, and water confirmed does not have a taste. It's a it's a tasteless liquid. I guess he maybe just doesn't like liquid. Well, I would say that some waters do have a taste. I mean, flavored water. Yeah, or but even like if you got Dasani, like Dasani has a distinct flavor that's different that than a regular water. The dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. People, nah, have, he's right. I, You're right, Ralph. I mean, that's the yeah. dumbest thing I've ever heard. And, and like, people will, I'm sure there's some Texers out there on the Thorns Texan 502 414 There's a great batch of Dasani water haters out there. Um, I, but like, Louisville tap water tastes great. And that, it tastes great because there's not some sort of weird flavoring at the end of it. You might get some water elsewhere, some tap water elsewhere, and you're like, this tastes kind of funny. You don't get that with Louisville because we got the good stuff in that Louisville Pure Tap. The only water that I've been able to taste is Florida water because it's gross. Oh, God, it's so gross. Yeah, it really, it's really bad. We are really. lucky in Louisville. We are lucky in Louisville to have great tasteless water, but uh, I don't agree with Dasani. I don't want this to turn into a big thing. The only water that's flavored is flavored water. Um, when you put your own little concoction into it, I, I want to get into the business that capitalizes on people like my wife, who she had to buy a water bottle that will change colors to alert her. Hey, drink some water. Oh, wow. That's okay. ridiculous thing in the world. Are those different than the, um, is that the same? Like I saw a water bottle like that, but I thought that it changed colors and like you could put different flavors in, in it that way. Um, I wouldn't doubt that maybe that exists as well. But this one is just simply like <laughs> if That's the hilarious. water bottle goes untouched for like 45 minutes, it'll like vibrate and change colors. Oh, wow. 
And I was like, do we really need another water bottle? Because it seems like we have a bajillion of them. And she said, I forget to drink water. This one will help me remember to drink water. We need it. And then I don't know if I've seen that water bottle in three months now. Oh, wow. I don't know where the hell that water wow. bottle is. My mom has that. <sighs> I have seen the giant jugs where it'll, like, instead of the measuring cup lines, it'll be like 10 a.m. noon. You know, have at least this much drank out of your your big jug which i think is you know not a bad idea no i mean again if you need, if you, you, need a reminder, if, if you need a reminder nothing that just like you could set a consistent 30 minute timer on your phone and just every time that go off be like oh yeah i need to mm, 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 drink some water which you i sound quite like literally, a sims character quite literally just said <laughs> 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 mm, <laughs> Sims, great game growing up. Text into the Thornton sex line, 502-414-1450. TJ, I've got a question for you before you move on. It's a very important question. Yes. Did you get your ballot for sports figure of the year? Yes. Okay, good. I know know our friends at the UK Journalism School uh, (laughs) do not recognize you as a journalist, but I wanted to make sure our friend Mark Story still... Still had you no, in, Mark, in the club. Mark Story is my guy. And I didn't even turn in a ballot last year just because wow. I had forgotten. Uh, and I, I was. It did cross my mind. Like, am I going to get an invite this year? Am I going to be back in the club? And, yes, I did. I was very happy to see it. And I'll probably fill out that bad boy this weekend. Uh, uh, I, there's a lot of really good candidates in here. Um, and man, it's, it's, I think it's actually going to be tough to get it down to 10 because I, I like to, you know, I like to choose best, best stories from the Commonwealth. Uh, Wandell, uh, as someone who covers Kentucky football, the homecoming followed by the record breaking year, that one's going to be hard to top, but, um, you know, you've got people like, uh, Bailey Zappi from Western Kentucky who set records in his one season there. Uh, Anna Stevenson from U of L volleyball was a beast. Um, uh, there's a lot of good ones. Even even Uncle Cousin Jeff, Purdue's best season in like 15 years. You know that could deserve a spot towards the end. Uh, the late great Jim Matney from Johnson Central. So going to be uh, excited to fill out this ballot. Uh, the sports figure of the year of all of the like the SPs are dumb. A, a lot of these awards are really silly, but I actually I, I really like this one too. It's a it's a great way to kind of review the end of the year and honor the best of the best in sports. Well, don't ask. Don't don't say that to the U of L media. Oh, what? Do they think it's like biased or something? This is just the Kentucky. You go out in the sticks. Anybody who does anything gets a vote, and everybody just votes for Kentucky guys. <laughs> mm, let me call the ambulance. Seriously. I, you yeah. Just keep them on speed dial with the U of L folks. Who is the favorite to win it, you think? It probably is Wandell, right? I mean... Hmm. If you look at some of the other potential finalists, like uh, Walker, no, 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 Walker Bueller, he didn't win, he didn't win it this year. I don't know. So I, I would think it's probably Wondell Robinson, and then after that, then then you kind of get you get into all the tertiaries, and there's a, I, I don't want to say slim pickets, but there's a lot of good pickings, a lot of good potential choices, like. The the Olympians, you know, that ran track and field at UK. I'm sure they're going to get a decent amount of votes. 
Um, so yeah, it's it's going to be tough to uh, to narrow the list. Uh, you know, like Craig Skinner, he technically won the national championship in this last calendar year and was national coach of the year. So you're going to have votes for them. You're going to have votes for U of L volleyball. So oh, the- not not voting for U of L volleyball. They're way too big of jerks. I'm not voting for jerks. I, no I love for the he, archery guys. I, I'm only voting for the most vaccinated Kentuckian. <laughs> oh man, it is it is funny though when people complain like uh, th- they get votes from out there, and it's like okay, you can get mad about people voting for who they vote for when on the the players they cover on the state, but in theory that should be. Like there, there are many more people covering sports in Louisville than there are covering sports in the far reaches of Eastern and Western Kentucky. So if you think that there's some sort of bias, that should level out. I don't think we have a bunch of random sports blogs like the Crunch Zone, Cards in Your Face, 69, <laughs> the State of Louisville, all this junk. Like there's plenty of it to, to outweigh the bias that you would get from based on the teams you cover. Like that's part of the reason why the award is the award it's it's people voting from all corners of the state and, exactly exactly yeah yeah I mean, exactly the, the, just the fact be, that they're being weenies the fact Absolute that that weenies. has to, the fact that that has to be explained and you vote and people are going to have personal preferences personal biases this, like you mentioned the sports that you cover the sports that you watch you're probably going to be more impressed with those accomplishments than say a sport that you don't follow or you don't watch uh, for example you know i had james o'connor really high one year when he won the usl championship as a head coach for louisville city but i wouldn't imagine somebody in eastern kentucky would be all that uh aware or impressed by that accomplishment it just naturally there's going to probably be some biases that i don't even think are totally intentional it's just what you see what you do yeah. what you watch what you know, uh, I, you know i can't speak on the fast food scene in dallas because i don't live in dallas you know i'm sure there's great places down there uh, but i can't speak on it because i don't know as much about it i can do my research on it and hopefully people are doing i do read I, you know he sends out the list of candidates if you will yeah. and you, you don't have to i don't think you have to go off that list i'm not sure if you do or you don't but he does a little blurb about why they're being considered what they did in the past year that was so impressive i read those stuff and if there's there, and i will put people on there that i'm not overly familiar with but i'll read their blurb and be like whoa that is really good I don't generally put those people at the top, but that right. there, there is a natural little bias that goes into it. And if you whine about that, like Roush said, you're a weenie. The, it's a good job reminding you of like, oh, this swimmer at Louisville was in the Olympics. I forgot about that. And that's, yeah. So that's kind of how, uh, that's kind of how we'll play it. I, I enjoy it though. The ballots are due next week. I think the, the winner will be announced in early February, but I would, I would handicap Wondell Robinson as the, as the favorite in this one, um, biggest star, uh, especially with the way he ended the season, um, mm-hmm. biggest star for the best team in the state this year. So, did gives the, him a big advantage. Did the Kentucky Rifle Kid get any love? Because he would be, he'd have to be probably top of my list because it was the first Golden Rifle for us, right? What was oh, his name? Gosh, forgot about I that. I can't remember. Uh, it was a woman who. No, uh, but didn't they? Ha- they had a man and a woman. Yeah, he won bronze though. She, Mary, I she was the gold Mary Tucker. Got you. That Mary sounds Tucker. right. Does that sound about right? That UK star right. led Wildcats the third NCAA title, winning individual national championship in air rifle, small board, and aggregate. National was, athlete of the year by the College Rifle Association, won silver at the Tokyo Olympics in the air rifle MIC team competition, won gold 
in the ISSF World Cup. Won six yeah. medals. Is that her? She'd be at the top for me. Uh, you, who you're thinking of, Justin, though, I think is the fencer, Lee Kiefer. She won oh, gold. Oh, yeah, that's who I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That that's name's a, that's a different me. weapon. Uh, Correct. Fencing is a sword, Confirmed. Justin, and then Confirmed. a gun is what you shoot. <laughs> Thanks for the lesson. There you go. We yeah. also had... Uh... <laughs> We also had uh, Jensen, the the golfer, who uh, won the U.S. Amateur too. So there's a uh, uh, Brooke Forty. She won the medal for the U.S. Swimming Team. So there's a the Olympics year too. You, you, man, gonna be tough just picking ten. Gonna be tough picking ten. It's gonna be a good time. I can't wait. People are gonna get really mad at the list. It's gonna be oh, hilarious. Love it. But you know what's also hilarious? A good old-fashioned big orange meltdown. Tennessee fans have lost oh, their minds. Yes. And it could be Woo. Kentucky's gain. We'll come back. We'll talk about that. And a lot of football news. A lot of football news when we return here on Kentucky Roll Call. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, and Justin oh. Galen. We'll be right back. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. You don't have what they call the social skill. That's why you never have any friends except for your mama. Welcome back. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Friday edition of the show. The weekend is here. Time to let loose, baby. Woo. Justin, I tell you what, when you do the sober January, where the, the weekends are where it gets tricky. Yeah, I could imagine that. Oh, hey, but I made it through the Indiana game last night, so I, I, I like my odds here. Roush forgot to put himself on mute. Always good, clean family talk. Oh, man. I hit the button. It didn't come out. <laughs> I heard you doing a little baby talk. Yeah, yeah. He wants to. He wants to play with the snowman. You know. <laughs> what, what, can snowman you what can, hey, what, what can Justin, you do? Justin, that wasn't even like a tough Indiana game, though. You know, like it wasn't. Yeah, you're right. What's gonna you know What's what? it gonna be like when they're falling behind to? I don't want to say Purdue. Let's say Rutgers. They're falling behind at Rutgers, down by seven. That's when it's gonna be tough. I'll I'll be honest with you guys. I don't do not anticipate that happening simply because. One man named Trey Galloway. I don't know if y'all watched that game last night, but Trey Galloway has had a broken wrist for the last six weeks. Came back last night. Game changer. He is a complete game changer for me. I forgot how much I liked that kid, how much he hustles, just how much he adds to our team. So I don't I do not anticipate us going down big to Rutgers. Who did y'all lose to just before? Penn State. Okay. <laughs> we didn't have Trey. We did we have Trey Galloway that game. I promise you, we we do not lose. Oh promise. Okay. Any relation to Kevin Galloway? Not sure. Okay. What about uh, Joey Galloway? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What about Joey Galloway? <laughs> well, there, nah, I could definitively say no relation there. What okay. about Trey? What about Trey Lance? Any relation there? No, sir. Okay. Trey Lyles. They're both oh. from Indiana. What about Trey Lyles? Yeah, these first are first name. names. We got to get same last name. I don't know if you know how it works. Same oh. first name, no relation. Brian well, Roush, if, any- <laughs> <laughs> if anybody that followed UK football recruiting over the last couple of years, there is a last name that sounds familiar, yep. and he is in the transfer portal, Nick Roush. 
Yep, it rhymes with Laren. It's Tower Baron. <laughs> <laughs> Tower Baron entered his name in the transfer portal. It's the big one. It's one we've been kind of waiting on ever since uh, Chris Bogle announced that he's going to Michigan State because Kentucky was looking for somebody that could play the edge, uh, play on the edge for the UK defense. Uh, Baron's a big one. Not only is it a big one from a X's and O's standpoint, but it's also a big one in a suck it from Tennessee standpoint. It was UK and Tennessee all the way down to the very end in his recruitment. And his dad, though, his dad played for, was coaching. He was like director of player development for the Vols under Jeremy Pruitt. Uh, Heupel kept him around for a year, and then they parted ways. I want to say in the middle of the season, there was still a couple of weeks left. So this is one where Luckett was reading some tea leaves on it, and it was fun to hear him like, man, Barron's been sharing a lot of photos of him playing against UK. Like, hmm, this is interesting. And and so you kind of thought it was heading in this direction. Uh, but once it became official, then it's like, boom, time for Kentucky to pounce. And I think uh, I think Vol fans are preemptively trying to spin this as something that's not bad, that they're not losing one of their best players to Kentucky, when it is, in fact, bad for them because he can, he can make sure that losing Josh Pascal is, is not a big miss for the Wildcat defense whatsoever. Any relation to Baron Davis? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> One time my friend said he swore he saw Baron Davis at the Southern Indiana Casino. And it was just like a random Tuesday night. And uh, we eventually kind of, he was hammered, but we eventually kind of like convinced him to take a picture of this dude. Not Baron Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Baron Davis isn't roaming around Southern Indiana on random Tuesday evenings, but uh, uh, that, that weird Baron Davis reference, but Tyler Baron, even if Tennessee fans weren't over the moon about his production, which is just revisionist history. They were so excited about this guy and rightfully so. I mean, you can just, you can just Twitter search or Google, Google his name or YouTube them, and the plays that he made for Tennessee this year are pretty impressive. You don't want to lose anybody to a, an interconference, interdivision rival, period. Especially a quality player. Well, and, uh, yes, of course, and he is a quality player. But even if they are convincing themselves that he's not, it's still just never a, it's never anything that makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside knowing that somebody's going over to the enemy. But in this case, they're just scrambling. He is a really nice player, and it would be the absolute perfect replacement for a Josh Pascal. Yeah, and if you look at the Tennessee stats, he was fourth or fifth on the team in tackles for loss with seven. Uh, pretty good for a guy who plays defensive end for them and kind of got moved, I think, some would argue out of position as a 4-3 defensive end. Um, he'll probably play that that five technique if he does come to Kentucky that Josh Pascal played and rotate with Trevon Ripka. Uh, but like he's six foot four, 260, 70 pounds, 6'5, 260 is what he's listed at. He's a big, big dude who two years in had two decent seasons for bad defenses. And now he's going to get a chance to play for a good team. Uh, if all goes well, if all goes according to plan, uh, this guy, this guy can be a, a quality, quality football player, quality defensive end in the SEC. And Tennessee fans are just being idiots if they act like they don't want him because uh, he makes he makes any team he's on better. 
Yeah, and especially at a position of need, potentially for Kentucky, you welcome them with open arms. I'm going to say something, and I just want you to just to react to it. I don't all like. Could you imagine a scenario where Kentucky would hire his father? Um. Yeah, I mean, I could imagine that scenario. Um, I just, I don't love that stuff. But I know it happens. It happens everywhere. Wouldn't be the end of the world. I just, I never really. It, it just seems like you're almost handcuffed to like playing into making everybody happy, or else there's going to be some waves inside the program, and that always worries me. Well, uh, UK hired Ahmad Wagner to try to get his brother. That didn't work. Yeah, but Ahmad, <laughs> but like in a grad spot. Ahmad Wagner is a 22-year-old, and if he wants to get into coaching, then good for Kentucky to try to bring him in. It's a little different in that regard, um, and it didn't even work out for UK in that regard. Uh, right. Speaking of which, random side note, you see Mike Hartline joining the Auburn staff? Yeah, yeah, going into the Plains to be an analyst. And I think if you were to hire uh, his dad too, Patrick Abernathy is his name, uh, it would be in an administrative role. Like you're not hiring him to be a coach coach either, which I don't, you know. If you've got money to throw around in those administrative positions, like hire parents, especially if they're like if they're experienced, you know, whatever. Like fine by me. Well, that's another thing is that like I have no idea this dude's resume. Maybe he is totally qualified for some of these jobs, but I always get nervous if Tyler Barron has a bad game and the dad kind of spouts off, then what does that mean for the you know, inside the program? There could be headaches, there could be ill will towards different coaches, players, stuff like that. It, you don't really want to mix sometimes business with pleasure in this regard. But I was interested with that. And uh, here, here's the thing, though, TJ. I don't think that it's uh, that's a prereq for getting Tower Baron services. I don't think he's going to transfer wherever his dad's, you know, coaching, being a part of. I think he just wants to get the hell out of Knoxville. He's been there for a long time. Was in high school at uh, Knoxville Catholic, the big big private school in town. Been there forever. Now he gets to get out of the vol stink and be able to spread his wings, fly away to a football program that knows how to actually win and get stops on defense. Oh, man, it'll be great. It'll be great to see him in the blue and white. Uh, and you know what? If that does happen, here's another case of Kentucky losing out on a recruit, not burning bridges, and then cleaning up in the transfer portal when they realize, oh, shoot, I made a mistake. Yeah, uh, fine by me. The transfer portal has been Kentucky's friend. Keep going to that well. You're talking like he's already committed to the Cats. Uh, Kentucky's the prohibitive favorite, um, you know, and I'm acting that way because, like, I, I think a lot of stuff, it was, okay, Kentucky's probably going to get him, but you got to wait to see if if he does, in fact, enter the portal, if he gets into the portal. And uh, once that move became official on Thursday afternoon, it was a good sign for the Cats. Uh, love to see it. Love to see it. Um, but he wasn't the only player entering and exiting the portal uh, yesterday. Kentucky had a couple of guys go into the transfer portal. Um, Cedric Dort announced he will be entering the portal as a grad transfer. UK cornerback who's been uh, on again, off again, primary player for the cats like he he played some as a true freshman then he red shirts he starts for a year pff liked his grades in the past coverage but he's not a big he's not to come up and hit you you know he's one of those guys not a big tackling guy kelvin joseph comes in takes his spot he ends up having to play kind of second fiddle there he's a starter this year but then as the year went on he would start but mosley would take a lot of the snaps at cornerback so um 
makes sense for Dort to kind of say, you know what, let's let's look elsewhere for my final year. Let's let's see what else has to offer instead of this kind of on again, off again relationship that opens up. Uh, I think it'll give Kentucky four uh kind of scholarships to tinker around with in the transfer portal so it helps you out there while you're looking for other cornerbacks to kind of come in and replace him from the portal okay all right that all checks out to me uh one little side not related to that justin any idea what's going on with the call and number to listen to the show i don't know or good for Shannon O'Bannon's having issues with it and i tried uh-huh. to send her a couple different numbers i think one worked for a time but um Tune in radio app always works. Yeah, well, I did the same. I did the same with her yesterday, so I'll have to look look around yeah. for another number. I hate that. The call in data free streaming, it's always easy when it works, but sometimes it changes numbers on you. Uh, hopefully yeah. the tune in's working and, and there's plenty of ways to listen to Kentucky roll call. Plenty, plenty of ways. Um, also, perfect. big shout out to the sports talker, Mr. TJ Walker, because I did it. Uh you did do it. Stay or go. That was a great. It was a great headline for the the post site yesterday. And if you read it, you would have read the prediction that Dort was going to leave. So boom, we're one for one, baby. Woo-hoo-hoo. So what is this? What what does the Dort departure mean? Kentucky is they've had more transfers out. I mean, I, I think there's maybe only a couple schools that have had more. What does the Dort departure mean? He made some nice plays from time to time for Kentucky this season. Um, I, it's good. Or it's like, it's okay. Not, like, it's not, not a big deal. You're not worried about it. No, no, not at all. Dort, not a big tackling guy. And Kentucky needs that out, especially if you're playing on the boundary. So they're looking for big guys on the boundary to come in and make plays. Mosley made more this year. I don't know if Dort had a pass breakup this season, which well, that wouldn't, that wouldn't be ideal if that's true. Yeah. But I, I would, you can always kind of – you can get a better idea for how upset, disappointed, no feelings whatsoever, or don't really care, or maybe it's a good thing, based on where the departures end up, Roush. It tells you a little something about what you're missing. Yep. Um, if you lose guys and they're going to group of five schools, okay, maybe not a big loss. Which if you're losing kinda, guys and they're going to – competitors or other power five teams or when Jeff Bidette went to Oklahoma, you yeah. knew it was not a good thing. So if you, and and then you can do the same thing on when you bring in guys, it, it's you're bringing in a guy from Virginia tech at wide receiver is Virginia tech's offense known to be one of the best in the country. No, but it's a power five school. And he put up good numbers against some solid teams throughout his career. Despite if they had bad Bar- quarterback play too. If, yeah. If they had Baron, that's a power five, former really highly ranked recruit. That's okay. That's good to bring in. But yeah. then when you lose guys and we saw this last year and you lose wide receivers and they go to UAB and they go to some other places, you say, okay, that maybe, that maybe should tell us, and we had a similar situation with that yesterday. Yeah. Isaiah Epps announced he will be uh, in the Golden Hurricane. He's going to play for Tulsa, which is, uh, for all intents and purposes, his hometown team. He's from Jinx, which is a suburb about 10 miles outside of uh, Tulsa. And that makes sense. Group of five. Uh, Epps' biggest, and it, I mean, hell, it's kind of like Dort. Physicality. Epps really struggled with that. He also struggled with injuries. But playing through physicality, um, that you know, being able to get off of tough 
defense. That, that, that was what he struggled with. You don't have to struggle with that as much when you're playing in the American Conference. A little bit no. easier to make play. And, I mean, you can almost say the same thing about Katie McDaniel. Like, is he going to get home a lot against SEC offensive lines? I don't know. But in the AAC, as a member of UCF, like, yeah, he could be that guy. MJ Devonshire, he was getting talked about a lot in that pick game. Um, and a lot of it, so sometimes it was he was losing one-on-one battles. Sometimes he was winning them. Um, but, you know, these guys, they're finding decent landing spots. And it seems to kind of check out um, when it comes to how, how how they're performing at their new destinations. Well, well said. Um, we'll keep an eye on the transfer portal. Kentucky lost a punter. I'm not sure if we mentioned that or not yeah, yet. Colin Goodfellow uh, did well replacing uh, Wilson Berry, who had a back injury at the beginning of the year. Not not a big hang time guy, but he, he came in and punted the ball well. Gave it hell. But they already had a scholarship to Barry, so of course he's going to take his talents elsewhere. Really need Barry to be as good as his brother. <laughs> and then we haven't talked about another player that Kentucky has brought into the program from Iowa. The old win the Citrus Bowl and take a backup quarterback from the team you beat. Ah, scoop, there it is. Uh, Deuce Hogan, he will be transferring to Kentucky. And when I first heard the news, I was really, I was really confused. It's like, wait. They're getting a quarterback, but Levis is coming back. Does this mean somebody else is leaving? And uh, whenever I reached out to a couple people close to Kentucky, he was like, no, no, no. He's He wants to come to UK, um, and he's actually going to be a walk-on for the Cats. And pretty crazy that you're getting former four-star recruits that threw for 100 touchdowns and, like, I don't know, 8,000 yards in high school in Texas to walk onto your program. And there's some – Interesting drama with Deuce in his departure of Iowa. Kirk Ferentz, who everybody talks about how great of a guy he is and all those good things, and uh, who how, who am I to say? Seems nice. Mark Stoops is a huge fan of him. He made a comment about Deuce that Deuce and his family did not appreciate and said, we're leaving. We're out of here. Yeah, and I, I don't know exactly which game it was, but they were like they, – they had Padilla – and Petrus were both battling flu stuff. And after the game, he's like, well, if neither of them could have gone, would you have played uh, Deuce? And he said, with all respect to Deuce, if if we had to play him, I would have just stayed in Iowa City. <laughs> Which he, he thought was like a joke. Yeah. I, you know, I guess maybe he thought he had like a different relationship with Deuce or it was – it was clear as day that like Deuce wasn't ready or he wasn't where he needed to be as a quarter. I don't know, but it really offended him and his family. And they said, we're out of here. We can't play for this guy anymore. Sorry. Hey, you know what though? If I'm a reporter, I'm thinking, wow, Kirk's being brutally honest. Like that's stuff that, you know, maybe one of us could say behind closed doors, but you don't expect it from the head coach. And he did go out and apologize publicly, but the family was like, Nah, we're not dealing with this anymore. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably also should kind of tell you what your expectations should be for him as a quarterback, but the good news is you got Will Levis. You're not going to be looking at Deuce to go in their great quarterback name. Uh, you're not going to be looking for him to play, and ideally, you know, Bo Allen would be second string, and then yeah. once Will Levis moves on, you hand the keys over to Bo Allen, ideally. Uh, but 
it, you are right. It is interesting to get a former four-star to come on in and be a walk-on because he just wants to be in the program that badly, and maybe a scholarship will be on the line for him somewhere down the line. And he can get better, but the good news is you won't need to be relying on him anytime yeah. soon. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't want any of the first two Iowa quarterbacks to like this year to roll on, and he couldn't beat them out. So, yes. um, it, But it is – it's a fun headline, though, too. We're just like, big old suck it, Iowa. We beat you, and now your quarterbacks – are willing to give up free college to come to leave your team and play for ours. Take out that suck it and suck it. Text into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Thornton's, it's Friday. If you are having to go into the office, remember to allow time. The roads, the back roads are still far from uh, good. They're not good at all. So be careful. Take your time. And the best thing you can do is take a little pit stop, break up your trip, go to Thornton's, get yourself a coffee, warm up your insides, get yourself a donut, make your brain feel good, and then you head into the office. That's what you need to do at Thornton's. So do it on your way. We'll come back hour two. We're going to get to the Thornton's text line when we return. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, 1450 AM. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call Friday. KRC here on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen here to entertain you. More importantly, just get you through another hour of your day and you can participate in the show by texting into the Thornton's text line 502-414-1450. We always love hearing from people on the Thornton's text line. If you got something going on this weekend, you're having people over, maybe you're having a big old watch party for Kentucky and Georgia, the SEC game of the year, or heck, maybe you're actually doing something for national title night on Monday, Alabama and Georgia. Have Salsaritas cater for you. They make it so easy. They'll bring it right to your door. Don't go out there and get in the nasty cold weather. Let Salsaritas do all the work, and you can cater. You can get their catering just by going to the wrap and have it all picked out right then and there. You don't have to talk to anybody if you're somebody that doesn't like to talk to folks on the phone. Um, you don't have to. Now, that being said, you can call Salsaritas and do your catering that way. Uh, there's no there's no downside on that. 502-897-5323 is the number. But Salsaritas is delicious. They make it easy. Their chips are wildly addictive. Their salsa is spicy if you're into that sort of thing. If you're not, they've got some mild ones. Their queso great, guacamole delicious. And they can cater all your favorites. They, you can have a taco bar. Uh, you can make your own burritos. Whatever you want to do, Salsaritas makes it easy for you. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. Middletown has a drive through Don't have to get out of your car. St. Matthews, newly renovated, nice and warm inside. We love Salsaritas. You will, too. All right. There's still plenty of sports to talk about. Shout out to Kyra Elzey and the U.K. women's basketball team getting a big win over top 20, top 15 Georgia yesterday at home. They didn't get the benefit of a raucous memorial coliseum because 
they limited just essential personnel with the roads being so bad. What Lexington sense. end up with? Eight inches? Nine inches. It was the 13th snowiest day on record. That's crazy. I think we only got like one and a half or two here in Louisville, but uh, it did enough just to shut down the city. Lexington, who? Man, the the people stranded on the Clays Ferry Bridge, I felt felt so bad. I I know they were there at least four or five hours. Uh, That's tough. That's really tough. So, whew. I, I didn't get an update though. I'm assuming they were able to get out and get back, get things back on track. But that's that would be tough. That'd be a long, long day. Yeah, gosh, that'd be that'd be. I've always seen those and been, and I guess you know maybe someday it probably will happen to me. But I'm always just like, what do you do? I mean, you're probably freezing. You gotta like want to conserve your car battery, but also not be colder than you know what. And then even if let's just say that you are warm and you're comfortable and you're healthy, you just hang out on your phone. Do, you, do people generally yeah. just have random books in their car that they can read? Do you take a snoozer? I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think you would try to snooze, but it would be so difficult, you know, like to, to calm down. Cause you're not going to be calm in that situation. It's cold. You're probably, yeah. It, it, like you said, even if everything's going well, there's still, you're still limited in what you can do. That'd be tough. That'd be real tough. Yeah. They are saying in Louisville that the interstates, expressways are are solid. So if you can take your time getting to them, if you got to travel down the Watterson or 64 or 65, you should be over 71. You should be okay, but just be safe getting out there. And uh, hell, if you need gas, go to Thornton's. Why the heck not? You can save yourself some money with the Thornton's Refreshing Rewards Refuel app. You download it, you get it, you scan it, you save a few cents. It adds up each and every gallon. Thornton's makes it easy to save cash. And when there's a convenient Thornton's location near you, it makes it easy to fill up. So check out Thornton's today. And we're going to check out this Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Always great hearing from the Texers. The Texer says, snow call. It's not roll call today, it's snow call. Snow call. I don't. I think. I think most Catholic schools in town did this. Roush. Maybe all schools did this in town. I'm not sure. But for some really weird reason, I still get text alert. I've had the same number my entire cell phone career. Uh-huh. But I, I get the text alerts from Saint X, and oh, they sent wow. out. They, they sent out a text that said Saint Xavier High School is canceled for Friday, January seventh. Enjoy a snow day. No NTI. Woo. How sweet. How sweet. Because that's something you hear a lot about nowadays, Roush, where people will be like, man, kids aren't going to get snow days anymore because they're just going to have to do NTI instead. It's nice seeing schools just be like, go, go. It's a Friday. Who cares? Go out and have fun. Yeah. You're not going to learn much from NTI anyways. I I remember some folks doing that during the pandemic. And it makes sense, too. It's like, especially, it's not like we live in Minnesota and snow's on the ground all the time. You know, you only get so many opportunities, maybe once or twice a year to go out and enjoy it. And uh, yesterday was one of them. So uh, extending the holiday break, kind of, sort of, you were, it's the first week back. How much were you going to be doing anyway on a four-day week, getting kids back? And yeah, no, enjoy the snow day. Enjoy, enjoy snow. it. Enjoy it. Absolutely. And the, I, I was I was asking my friends this, and Justin, I'm curious your answer as well. Snow day is more fun as a kid or as a high school or college student? Uh, kid for sure it's like the innocence of youth versus like there are no rules 
we only had one snow day in college, which was extremely rare. Um, so that that looking back, that was kind of cool, but nothing beats a snow day as a kid. I mean, does yeah. it or, or does it or does it? See, this is a great question, TJ, because it, uh, we actually had a ton of heavy snows at UK, and uh, I think I might have been. I'm going to give myself credit for the reason why UK did finally start canceling classes because I was one of a bunch of people that got hurt going to campus one day when it was icy out, uh, broke my ankle. It was, it sucked. It was no, I felt like a really big doofus slipping and falling and breaking my ankle, walking to class. So that would make me think it would, you, one would think that I would say that college and high school, no fun, but it is, it was a lot of fun to like, I, I think we did have a snowball fight one night, like with some of our friends down the street, uh, in college and, uh, Man, that was good times, good times. You still probably think the sledding as a kid, though. You're going to go a little bit harder because you got more energy. Uh, climbing up that hill isn't as big of a pain in the butt, and you don't have to worry about your car getting stuck while you're driving because, you know, mom and dad, that's their job. No, or luckily, we, we just walked everywhere. We walked to our favorite hills. But I, I would slightly lean towards a kid as well. There was just – and maybe it's the nostalgia factor of it, but, like – Waking up, having to watch the, I've seen this tweet out there, but having to watch the bottom line of news channels to see, basically like watching as if you were getting drafted in the NBA yes. or the NFL, yes. just hoping to see what you wanted to see. If you did, you could go back to sleep, but realistically, everybody would be too excited anyway. So generally, you'd just be up anyways. And then it was basically just like a roll call, be like, all right, let's get the gang together. Are we going to play football mm -hmm. first? Are we going to have a snowball fight first? Or are we going to go sledding? Um, and you'd eventually get around to pretty much doing all of them, Roush. But yeah. I would imagine as a parent, a kid's snow day would be a dream. Just like, hey, make sure you're dressed warm and I'll see you when it gets dark. Like, just I think really the only problem would be the the people who can't just work from home, you know, having to take like a sick day or something like that. Just because you got to have somebody there with the kids unless they're you know, middle school age or something like that where they can take care of themselves. But yeah, you're because we had a couple great hills by my house that we could go to. But every once in a while, you know, mom was like, all right, I'm going to I'm, I'm, I'm going to take you to like the Greenwood boat dock. That was a that was a solid sledding spot. You'd have people there who would have already had like ramps built and stuff that you could go off of. Those were good. Those are a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Now, the ramps were great. Having sled fights, like battling your friends as you go down the hill. And uh, just it, it, they were the best. Now, on the flip side of that, having to watch the ticker at the bottom of the TV, was there anything more disappointing than expecting to see your school uh, and your school did not pop up? <laughs> You're right. That, just, that, that was so that was so deflating. Absolutely. And the thing and the thing is, the second you'd get into like your school or your classroom, the the feeling of deflation was across the board. Like at, you knew that your friends and even people that you weren't friends with had the same experience you did that morning, whether they checked it themselves or it was a parent coming into the room being like, "Ah, you got school, buddy. Get up, get dressed. You were you, you got it. Didn't it, not enough snow, unfortunately. Uh, but then again. High school and college was fun, but it was more just like, let's get into some shenanigans. What what trouble could we get into today? College especially was more just an excuse to party, yeah, which yeah. the reason I lean kids is because you did. You we know, partied right? all the time. We did it enough. Just, you know, exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, it, th- there was a funny time. Um, it was, I, I, I wasn't like, I wasn't there for all of this shenanigans because where I lived was a little bit further away, but had some friends that lived on Mont Mullen and uh, like they got the mailman to come and like party with them for a little while. They were, you know, doing all sorts of shenanigans, but having the pictures of the mailman drinking with them, like that was, uh, <laughs> that was like right around when that X factor movie came out, you know, and people were like, kind of like that, that kind of stuff was really glorified and it was, but it also felt new. So getting the mailman to come join the party felt kind of movie esque, if you will. This text just came in on the Thornton's text line. We don't normally jump ahead. It's first come, first serve. Did Roush and his friends ice skate on above ground skating rinks? Oh, that's pretty good. Above ground skating rinks. Like that texture. Pretty good. Have you, have any of y'all ever ice skated on a pond? Y- yes. Um, many, many years ago. People forget ice skating is not super easy. It's, I. It's- when Did I was growing up around in Pekins, right? Yeah, all, that's all we had to skate on was ponds, but we didn't like have the uh, skates or anything. I mean, we just went out there in our shoes. Ah, uh, I see. See, but I, we had uh, at my dad's now back in the day. It's it's drained now, but he used to have a pond coming off this big hill. So when I was a kid, we would go down the hill, and ooh. then if the pond was frozen, you would go all the way across the pond. Talk about fun times! Oh, that's great with the plastic sleds. Oh yeah. Just, oh. oh yeah. That's awesome. That I uh, love it. Love to hear that. That sounds like a great setup. Um, I was actually a pretty good ice skater uh, back in the day. Could do, you know, could go backwards, could do spins, could jump around. The last time I tried ice skating, I forgot how much it like your ankles are just like, dude, screw you. Like this sucks. Yeah, it's really tough. It <laughs> doesn't feel good. Um, it's a young man's game. I or young your muscles just aren't used to you. You're not your ankle muscles aren't used to having that much stress. Not your ankle muscles, but like the muscles around your ankle that support it. Not used to having that much weight, that much stress on it. It's no fun. Um, I would like to 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 try skiing again. It was fun the one or two times I did it. But I love skiing. But that's one of those things. I haven't done it in ten years, but I I was like one of my favorite things to do. I don't know. It may, maybe a KRC ski trip next year. All all for it. That'd be that'd be a blast. I was picturing when you were talking about being a pretty decent skater. I was picturing Will Ferrell and Blades of Glory. <laughs> same, exact same. This big old guy just like doing all these tricks on the ice skating ring and whatnot. Did you all enjoy that movie? It was all right. Uh, it, I've actually never even seen it start to finish. So I guess the answer would be no. Big fan of the Jenna Fisher scene. She's a- she's. She's that's, good. A, that's, a, that's a solid one. The overall movie is just kind of a, a string of like from 2002 to 2011, just like really goofy comedies uh, and a lot of them involving sports, but you know, uh, Ricky and, Bobby and Will Ferrell and Will Ferrell. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Was, or, or Adam Sandler as well. Don't forget um, the dodge dodgeball dodgeball. Another classic. Absolutely. All right. Another texter. This is from Kirby. Hey Kirby. The thing about Wandell, he's exactly who we thought he'd be and then some on the day he committed, which is why it hurts so bad at the time. Obviously, everything happens for a reason, and him leveraging a new offense to come home into 
come home played into getting Cohen and talking us, taking us to the next level. So it all worked out. I can't read today. This Kirby, this isn't even you. This is all me. Wandell <laughs> is goat level for UK. Not talked about enough, but a shame he didn't get the credit nationally this year. He deserved. Yeah, that was kind of a bummer. And, yeah. and maybe maybe that's different if you beat Tennessee, because then you're 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 in the New Year Six picture, and and maybe the coverage is a little different. Probably not, but maybe that maybe that's the difference. I do think that Kirby makes a good point in that, like Wandale isn't the reason why Kentucky got a new offense, but that certainly was part of the equation. You know, like. If you can't get guys like that from your own home state because the offense doesn't appeal to them, then, like, you know, what, what's the, the the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. Like, Stoops wasn't going to play that game again with Dane Key right down the road. You know, that, that he was not going to let him walk away to South Carolina or Mississippi State just because Kentucky didn't have a competent offense. He went out, got a new coordinator, was able to convince Wandale to come back. And as fun as it might have been to dream about Lynn Bowden and Wandale playing in the same offense, which would have been awesome, you know, we, we could we could have just been ho-humming through the Eddie Grand era for a little bit longer and not, not letting this offense reach its full potential. So um, the, the what could have been's, it all ended up working out and working out well for Kentucky. It did. And you wish you would have gotten another year of them. You wish maybe you would have gotten three years of them. He never got to Nebraska in the first place. But like Kirby said, you know, it all worked out. It all worked out. Another texture on the Thorns text on says, the mask in sports is purely theatrical. They don't work, and those players aren't giving – it to the crowd because science says six feet apart makes it evaporate or whatever. We all watch sports, so we see them wearing it, and there's hope the sheeple will fall in line. Change my mind. Oh, did you see, TJ, the picture of somebody? They were trying to make like a uh, a mask, or not a mask, like a vaccine campaign. Like, hey, everybody get vaccinated. So shepherds got their sheep to line up like a syringe. I saw that. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. <laughs> I was oh, like, people. oh, man, nobody thought this through. Yeah, people. that also could and, be just completely made up. But like, like it could be we we could have gotten got on the internet as like a funny joke. But either way, it is a funny joke. Yeah, and I'm tweeting a little bit more about the COVID stuff. And if it bothers you, I, I don't honestly really care. Uh, this is all this stuff is such big history that will be in history books for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years, assuming we're all still here. So it's fascinating times. And what I would tell people is human nature you just you never want to just be left wondering or confused you always have to be human nature you always want to be able to figure things out and either have a boogeyman or say if we do this it's going to fix it you never want to say well we don't really know what to do it causes panic people freak out so the people that are coming around to the idea that masks are just theater or useless don't I think we need to be nice to those people. They were just hoping, I think more than anything that they were work. They were told that they work. They were lied to that they were that they would work. Um, I, it, I, we, it, don't, we don't need to shame those people. And if you want right. to keep wearing a mask, feel free. It's up to you. It just they don't need to be mandated because they don't do they don't do anything. I just so it's, it's a silly mandate. And I think a lot of this stuff too, like you know, trying to call people idiots in hindsight. We didn't we didn't know what we didn't know. Um, and it makes from a logical standpoint. 
putting something over your face and not breathe on people when that's how people get it like that that would make sense right but, but but no, because it's a airborne virus that is so much smaller than any mask. And even the mask said that, like, hey, this does not stop the transmission of COVID-19. Um, it's not so much that I agree with that, Roush. But it, it, I think some people that are being jerks about it now were just so sick in 2020 saying that they were killing their grandparents and they were terrible people for not contributing. My mask protects you. Your mask protects me. Everybody needs to do their part. But the more division is not going to do anything. So if somebody was totally wrong about COVID, I think it's best just to let them get on board with it. And we just need to get back to normal, not a new normal. We just need to get back to our old normal. And people need to start trying to be nicer to each other. Yeah, that'd be nice. Be real nice. Goes for me, too. Uh, I need to be nicer to folks as well. So uh, a texter says, please have the UK Pez TJ debate off air. Signed all your listeners. No offense. Well, I I didn't want it to be a debate. I just wanted to talk with him about COVID. He thinks I'm wrong all the time. So I just wanted to give him the platform to tell me where I'm wrong and allow me just to tell him where I think he's wrong. Not a debate, just a conversation. Let's let's put it on the Patreon page. (laughs) Well, that's exactly where it's going to go. Burritos, Big Ears, Your Head, and La Bamba are the same place. It's mo- most know it as the former, but official name was La Bamba. I can't, you know. Yeah. Hand up, I was wrong. Wow. Couldn't we got it. him. <laughs> bring, Joe, bring him out. Come on. Did you all like the joke I did yesterday to end the show? Uh, Where I was yeah. like, I can admit yeah. when I'm wrong and allow me, <laughs> and then I just cut off. Yeah, that was pretty fun. We had a good laugh about that. Good. I'm, gl- I'm glad you all. I'm glad you all did. A texter says, "Oh, I think this is a plumly bro, so you know it's a long one." TJ, can you please elaborate on your experience with the intramural office when you got your second technical? I find it hilarious because when I was in a fraternity, we were playing in a big time flag football game against Theta Chi. Long story short, many members of each fraternity attended the game and got absolutely reckless. Me and Theta Chi's captain had a meeting with Natasha Harris and the intramural committee and they took it so serious it was low-key hilarious that's the person i met with i'm pretty yeah, yeah. sure she she's the main intramural lady she also is a college basketball ref and uh she would officiate some of my sister's basketball games up in northern kentucky and i wanted to heckle extra hard but would only just make a few smart smart ass remarks every once in a while she uh, the texture goes on they treat it like an interview on whether or not we'll be serving prison time for our future would like to hear your experience and story uh no natasha she was super nice to me she basically asked just like tell me what happened i told her i got my second technical after the game was over like i was leaving and she laughed and she was like that's ridiculous and then we just kind of talked about how intramurals could be better at uk and she genuinely seemed like she was listening to me and taking my opinion to heart maybe she was just BSing me and just, you know, was like, why are you even in here in the first place? I may as well, well make it work through a while and make it seem like you're being heard. But she was very, very professional and very nice. And it was a good experience. Well, she was hot and cold. Like you would either get that, like it was one way or the other. There, I don't gotcha. think there was much middle ground because I think in most instances, when it was just one person who was getting technical, like she could see through that the ref was just ticked off, you know, like, gotcha. But yeah. And- I, but I think for when, like, because we got in a ton of trouble for, having people drunk at like a soccer championship game and which is like, Oh, you mean college kids are going to drink like, Oh, and and they got so, so mad. And it's like, I mean, of course we're going to drink. It's just that we had two guys who weren't sneaky about it, you know, and like just dropped their beer cans. And what, what was funny is they kicked out every, all of the people attending the game off the sidelines with like, I don't know, fourth quarter, whatever you want to call it, 20 minutes left in the game. I, I don't know how they did, they, they did the clock there. 
So we had to go back outside of the fence to watch it, and they ended up uh, losing to PKs, losing in PKs at the very end, and we couldn't be in the sideline to rattle, and we had to do it from afar. And a lot of my roommates were on the team, and they were very mad because they're like, "We could have won if we had support there, but you idiots had to go and get drunk." Oh, it was it was big time drama. It was very funny. Very, it, it amused me greatly. Such stupid stuff. And to Natasha's credit, having to deal with a bunch of idiot college kids like Roush all the time. Oh god, not me. I was no. I was good. Not you. Don't who got kicked out of the game. Yeah. <laughs> flag football. Well, my last flag football game, I was. Uh, I was kicked out and technically, well, no, I guess that wasn't my last basketball game. I had another year of intramural basketball, went out on a high note in intramural basketball. Those were the best. Um, Texter says, chill Walker. I didn't say cheesecake factory was the best, just the biggest. And you guys are right. The menu is a painful to read. I'll, my apologies. If I, if I said the wrong thing, I apologize. You said, believe it or not. And I said, I don't believe it. I don't believe that the cheesecake factory would have the biggest burrito out there, but I have no idea. Cause I'd never order the, the burrito from, cheesecake factory so if if i came off wrong that wasn't my intent to call you a liar Ooh, uh scooter i know you've got some new year's resolutions i've got one you can add to your list let's hear read it. a book read a book i am an indiana fan i can't read oh that's a bad joke uh but just make a joke for y'all can you can mark that off your list just by visiting the cheesecake factory a novella <laughs> i'm good a lot of fine print there they also have like really long descriptors for each menu item, so it makes it even more of a tedious read. Suck at Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> oh, what do we got next on the Thornton sex line? Texture says, hey, Aaron Rodgers is way cool. My God, he dated Olivia Munn, for gosh sakes, and then dumped her. Wow. He is a very cool guy. Very cool. Uh, and now married. Congrats to him. Isn't she dating? She's got another famous. I think uh, she's dating John Mulaney. Yeah. And they uh, are having a kid, I think. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I believe I believe so. And John Mulaney is like uh, famously going sober. So no better way to go sober than by having some stability in your life by getting a divorce and impregnating the next woman you, you get with. I think he has been sober, had a little bit of a slip up, but yeah, now he's um, now he's with Olivia Munn. Good for good for him. Yeah, how exciting! All right, let's go to our last break. We'll come back. We got more texts into the show. Uh, we got a few other just college sports, sports in general. Uh, you got the final week of the NFL, some playoffs on the line there. Playoffs. <laughs> we got we got plenty to get to to end today's KRC. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM. You got to know when to hold up. Know when to fold up. Know when to walk away. Know when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table, there'll be time Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. Daddy's homeboys. They shall serve no fries for their time. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen. One final segment this week, our first week doing radio in 2022. 
off to a good start to the new year. And I hope it's the same for you. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you texting into the Thornton's text line. And whether you're listening live on 96.1 FM or 14.50 AM in the Louisville, Jefferson County area, Southern Indiana, and then all the surrounding counties, we appreciate it. But we also appreciate the podcast listeners, Nick Roush. Oh, and we love every single one of them that listens to the Kentucky Roll Call podcast that's brought to you by our friends at Cornbread Hemp, all-natural CBD that really can take a little stress off after a long day or hell, just start. If you're on your feet a lot, it's it's a great way to help with aches and pains in the joints. And it's because it's full-spectrum CBD. There's a little bit of THC sprinkled in 25 to 1 THC uh CBD to THC ratio, and you can get all of that yummy goodness at cornbreadhemp.com. Use the promo code BIGX to get 30% off your first order. New year, new you with Cornbread Hemp. Man, get some of that stuff today. There you have it. Have you enjoy, have you enjoyed it, Justin? Have you tried a gummy yeah. or two? Yeah, the two I tried, I, I slept really good the night of. So, yeah, I would, nice. I would endorse it. Nice and refreshing. So, also great so after a hangover. But you all are going to use that. Tomorrow. So embarrassed every time I talk when I'm muted. <laughs> Nobody just knows a, it unless uh, you call yourself out. Just Well, I mean, there's that awkward yeah. silence, and you stepped up and said something. That's always when I realize how big of a doofus I am. Uh, well, I, I, I love cornbread hemp. I love saving 30%. It's a match made in heaven. By the way, update on the Better Snow Day Experience poll. 66% of people say as a kid versus as a mm. high school or college student. I will say high school, college student making a little bit of a comeback. I think it was up to like 75%. So oh, wow. coming, coming back. But the majority of the people agree with us that – as a kid, good time. A lot of fun. Uh, texter on the Thornton's text line. Oh, thoughts on Novak getting yeeted out of Australia. Yeah, I just think it's I mean, hilarious. I mean, just it's objectively what, funny. <laughs> it's, I mean, somebody unvaccinated can't play tennis in a country. Oh, funny. Folks don't think that's discriminatory, and they think it's okay. Some folks do. Hey, they think that's okay. It's their country. I'm very happy. Sure. I'm very happy. I do not live in Australia. Their country. It was funny though. Like, cause Novak was the, the king of, he, he was an early king of, uh, COVID takes and all that. And didn't he get like everybody sick at a tournament that he hosted in Serbia? It was one of the first ones. And didn't that happen? I don't know, but I'm sure if he said something derogatory about COVID or the vaccine, then media was looking to jump on anything negative. I don't know. I didn't know that he was outspoken against COVID. I didn't even know he was unvaccinated. Yeah, but yeah. He, he was – keep up with tennis I, I, at all. I, yeah, and I don't really care that much either. But uh, it was pretty funny because he hosts – he was like, all right, you all are afraid to do anything, so I'm going to host, host a tournament event in Serbia, and we'll be fine. And then, like, everybody got COVID out of it. It was – uh. Well, big, everybody, everybody's going to get it, folks, just so people know. Um, and I, I think what we're learning is slowing down the spread is really just slowing down when everybody's going to get it. And you're seeing countries that had the strictest lockdowns having their biggest outbreaks because uh, Omicron's super, super, super contagious. But nobody, we've talked enough COVID for today. Um, but we read the text as they're sent in. Hey, it's our buddy Bat- Brad from Bellbrook. Oh, pass, pass you on the way in, Brad. Uh, I just saw that Tyler Barron has entered the transfer portal. I remember Kentucky going after him when he was in high school. I think there's any chance we get him. Oh, we talked about it a lot in hour one 
go check out that podcast brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. But uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm pretty confident the Cats are in a good spot to land, Mr. Barrett. Roush was already talking like he was committed, folks. So you got to keep that in mind. Uh, good news. Be be a great addition. And I don't think Kentucky's far from finished with the transfer portal and add new pieces for next season. So exciting stuff on the horizon. Nick, regarding your stay or go predictions on KSR, what a great headline for the article. What yeah. about Fitzgerald, Asian, or Dotson? Yeah, they're probably all gone. Right. Like, uh, you're yeah. the you're you're Mr. Scoops. That's, that, that's why I didn't include him. I just assumed they're done. Uh, okay. Yeah. Another one thought on Dort and Goodfellow transfer. I assume I can count on you guys not to sugarcoat things if they are in fact not ideal. Yeah. No. It's. I mean, it could be bad if Barry ends up stinking, but you kind of just roll the dice with these punters and kickers. Um, but for the most part, like. I don't think they're crying any tears that Cedric Dork's moving on. And you know what? Good for him. Opportunity to go finish the season elsewhere. So best of luck to him on the way out. Another texter on the Thornton's text line and the Ferenc quote on their QB is wild. Can't imagine Stoop saying something like that. Yeah, probably not. It was, it was probably a misplay on his part. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Like, you've been coaching as long as he has. You're going to step in it every once in a while. Yeah, um, we step in it on the radio show. And we've only been doing this for three years. Yeah. Texas well, is doing radio much longer than radio. Oh, oh, sick brag, Mr. Sports Talker. <laughs> Dexter says, Scooter Dingus, big dub. Wow, you did it. You did it, Justin. Hoosiers, baby. Another, uh, maybe an IU fan happy for you, or just a UK fan happy for you, but uh, Justin was pumped up last night, rightfully so. A texter says, Isaiah Epps transferring to Tulsa, no offense to the kid, but it's good to know we're past recruiting this type of talent at receiver. Justin, may I say, he was the absolute cheeks at the game of football. Well, see, that would be offensive to say that. <laughs> Absolutely. So you say no offense, and then you come back and you say he was the absolute cheeks. Um, probably just not UK caliber, and we wish him we wish him the best at Tulsa. Yeah, much better than uh, to his point though. I think he's like, oh, we're not beating Mac schools for recruits anymore. That's a good thing, which is correct. Tis Roush, a you good thing. Roush, you definitely strike me as the active who one hundred percent hazed the pledges and took the fraternity creed extremely serious. I agree with that. Me, I can no. see Roush being like Mister Fraternity. This no. all this stuff matters. Traditions are important to this organization shut up and polish my shoes uh no i don't i didn't have shoes to polish they all had holes in them uh no just kidding i I mean i i I took it though there were times when i would take it kind of seriously because it was you know my dad was in it my grandfather was in it it was kind of cool being in the you know like hey my grandfather that i never met he did the same ceremony that i did so you know whenever we were initiating people that was my job i would all right guys we let's let's take this serious let's make it a big deal because it's it's fun you know and this is this is the one time we can't be jagaloons so let's not be jagaloons so to an extent yes uh, but i also had to play dad for some of it and that's no fun like hey guys quit being jerks like the yeah. lambda kai ceremony is very mysterious and you're not allowed to talk about it but the song magic carpet ride pretty much explains it Oh, that's fun. It is. Uh, it also just shows you, too, like, as serious as you think some of this stuff is at times, like, it's really just, it's, re- it's really, like, 
oh, well, this sounds like it'd be a good idea. And it's just like a dumb, funny little symbolic thing that they made up a hundred years ago. Yeah, it, it totally is. And, um, ours was super serious and there's this really serious moment. Everybody like ha- you, uh, we got kicked off campus. I don't care telling the Lambda Kai secrets. It's no skin off my back, but there's like the serious moment where they like, they try to act like you may not be in the fraternity anymore. And oh, that's great. It's your big, <laughs> I love it's, that like, part. it's your big brother and the president that like approach you and like bring this up to you. And I just started cracking up because my big brother was like the most, un- you could not take that dude serious, even if you tried. <laughs> and like, he even had like a stupid little smirk on his face. And I was like, well, I'm not out of the fraternity. I mean, I'm getting initiated in like two hours. So, and they were like, well, we're going to have to talk about it. And they do that to everybody sort of deal. Um, silly stuff. The whole thing is kind of silly, but frater- I, I do, I do. I don't like the people that anytime there's like a fraternity or sorority incident, well, this is, that's it. Greek life needs to go. Greek life does far more good than bad on a college campus. Yeah. Yeah. And it's fun. And it's, it's, and you can make fun of it and I'm fine. And, you, and rightfully so. There's a lot of goofy things about Greek life in college, but overall, I think it's a, a, a good experience. If you want to go down that road, uh, you can get in a lot of, Charity work, if you want to do that, you don't obviously have to join a, a, a Greek life to do that stuff, but they do a lot of good for college campuses that don't get a ton of credit. Yeah, and it's just, it's uh, a lot of the practical matters for joining don't matter as much. Like, uh, you know, for networking purposes now, internships have kind of replaced that. So there aren't as many practical uh, functions for it, but it's still, it's still a good time. Uh, my favorite were the, Oh, Roush is out there paying for his friends. Like, okay. Like, that's the pain for the friends aspect is is funny. It was cheaper for me to live in the frat house than live in the dorms at UK. I think that was the case at Lambda Chi, but there was no way I was going to live in that crappy house. Oh, man. It was fun. You could have been... Scoot, Scoots had a nicer setup now than I had in my house. <laughs> A texter says, oh, this is a good one. TJ, let's get back to the dingus steal your girl story that he oh, won't tell. Yes. Tell it or it didn't happen, Scoots. I'll I'll host the Patreon with Scoots with my own if he's scared. Don't tell my wife, LOL. I will. So I, here's the thing. I am not scared. I will spill all the beans, but it's not radio safe. So, But there's got to be a way to make it radio safe. No. You can just change some details to the story. No, and, it's, and, it's not as good. I'm not going to. I'm not going to half-ass tell oh. a story. Like I want. <laughs> I want the whole story. Maybe we do a Twitter spaces at some point, TJ, and Justin hops on and spills the beans. Would you do that, Justin? Hmm. Twitter's an awful big world. But it, the spaces get deleted after they're done. You can't go back and watch them again. Yeah, you can't oh, record them. Wouldn't you want people to have that option to go back and listen if they want? You, you, you can. You can, Justin. Once oh, you God. do it, it's gone forever, buddy. So once you say something, nobody's ever going to hear it again. <laughs> we'll discuss further. I'm de- I'm definitely down to tell the story. I mean, it, it's a good one. I think you all would want to hear it, um, but it's you, not radio safe. You stole somebody's girl. Not exactly. You had a girl stolen from you. Uh, that's happened a time or two, but that's not what I'm referring to, no. Gosh, this story. Then what could it be? I, I, I'm just worried keep that you on this your toes. I'm worried that this story could be a Roush story, TJ. I, I guess I, technically, when you ask, I stole someone's girl, I guess technically, yes. Wow. Oh, or, oh man, I have a feeling I know where this is This is going. And Tell me, tell me where you think it's going. I think he's saying technically in that maybe 
he was with a friend and a girl and they were having a good time together and then the girl decided eh I kind of like Scoots a little bit more Scoots that offers is... more <laughs> Scoots there it is that couldn't be any further off or else oh, good guess man. though good guess though damn I tried <laughs> But the fact that he acts like it's just like not radio appropriate story whatsoever. There does it involve more than one people, one person at one time? No, God, no. What do you think? I'm an animal in an act of passion? No. Okay. Well, then I'm stumped. We'll save yeah. it for another day. But you keep saying that. Got to keep y'all on your toes. The fact you're not going to throw our listeners a bone before the weekend is just <laughs> disappointing. They 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 put up with us, Justin. That's true. And gosh darn it, they want to hear about Scoot's love life. <laughs> Past love life. Uh, a texter says Justin in winter snow is always preferable to rain and ice. I agree. You no, you don't. Not I mean I agree on the ice. I'd rather have rain than snow for sure. As no. long as it's not cold, the the rain won't freeze. We're good. Yeah, but that that that's the that's the worst. Cold rain, like 40 degree rain is the worst weather in all humanity. I'd rather have that than snow, boys. No, that's just the worst. Your worst take. Bad one. It's not a good I one. I've had a lot of bad ones. Just our uh, texter says, good morning and happy Friday to everyone, except UK Pez probably having a tough day because the intro is so long. <laughs> <laughs> but UK Pez, the hour two intro, very short. Very short. So if you average them out, what's our time? Hmm? Pretty reasonable, if you ask me. A texter says, plus one on the Dasani water has a distinct taste, and it's terrible. My friend texted me individually or in our group message and said, water takes on the taste of the container. That's maybe what it is with Dasani. I mean, they say they add mineral stuff to it, too, for flavor. So um, oh that's gosh. part of it. But I'm, I'm pro Dasani. I enjoy that stuff. Good stuff. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a water taste test for you and you're gonna have no clue which one the Dasani is. <laughs> oh, Stake I'll, my I'll reputation. I will I will I will get it right first try. No problem. We'll get Louisville tap, we'll get Dasani, we'll get some other bottled water, and we'll get Indiana water. Oh, and God. then I'll I just, don't want I wanna live. Yeah. Don't kill me. <laughs> See if you can and then we'll just get uh, I'll just pour something out of the Ohio. Just scoop something <laughs> out. Ohio flooding right now, by the way. I'm sure it is. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Uh, call in line is working fine on this end, fellas. Uh, good to hear. I'm sure some of it, because I know they vary by location on which number you call. Maybe maybe Shannon's struggling out in Nebraska. So uh, hopefully you got it figured out, Shannon O'Bannon. Uh, <laughs> I'm never going to not laugh at Shannon O'Bannon. No, that's, that's 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 she has the best name of all of our listeners. I'm convinced. Well, it's not a real name, but yes. Well, well, actually, once I found out it wasn't a real name, I was a little disappointed. But it's phenomenal. Oh, wow. Sure, it's, it, you never don't have fun saying Shannon O'Bannon. I mean, you you spoiled it for me, TJ. I, her name's <laughs> Shannon O'Bannon. She okay. spoiled it for me. God, Shannon. <laughs> I guess I didn't have to. Uh, so I'll take I'll Texas. take one for that one. Texter says, uh, "Next former ex boss must be slipping." He just said yesterday the UK what, was not, down with the players leaving. I, don't, I think that's supposed to be that. done with players leaving. Oh, well, yeah, no, there will be more could, probably too. Could could be could be done. Could be down. Maybe like UK was bummed about it. Yeah, but Justin, you're probably right. They probably meant 
done with players. Yeah, and they're going to have um, they're going to have players leaving too after spring practice. This is year round stuff now. So yeah. you get a wave before after the regular season. You're going to get a wave after the bowl game, and then we're going to get one more at the conclusion of spring practice. So those are the kind of big times to stop and go. That, those are the big transfer portal seasons. You so far, get a nobody heartbreaking. Where you know where you are. Yeah. So far, nobody heartbreaking is left for the portal. Correct. Some draft yeah, decisions, guys, you'd love to have back, but you know, no surprises so far with any of those either. One, I'm going to monitor, and I might have said this last year too, but um, I know he was out of the the Citrus Bowl for other reasons. It was uh, it was for uh, COVID, I believe. I think it was a COVID protocol deal. But just Cavassier smoke. I'm just curious how that situation is going to unfold because they really liked to Tom McClain. Smoke got a lot of play at the beginning of the year, but once McLean came back in, those touches kind of waned. So, you know, that that's one. Like, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he decided, like, screw this. I want to just go be a 1,500-yard rusher at UAB or something like that. And I don't think we could really blame him if he wanted to do that. No, no, not at all. Especially if Chris Rodriguez announces he's returning. Yeah. I now can see Rodri- an A.J. Rose-like situation where if Rodriguez leaves and he's like, okay, well – I'll at least get dibs on a lot of the first carries. But if Rodriguez returns, I, I think it's it'd be tough to see Smoke stay. And Smoke got eight carries in that U of L game, scored the touchdown. Um, so, you know, he still did get some carries, and then he was out the bowl game, obviously. But that's one that it's if, – if you do have a departure from Smoke, it, it speaks more to the health of the position than it does to what's all panic. Right, right, right. And he's also one of those guys, too. People think he's a lot better than what he is just because of his name. Whoa. Like, Frank. Frank is a big fan of Cavassier Smoke. Thinks he's great because he's got a cool name. And, like, Smoke's best season was two years ago. Um, he, he's been pretty inefficient. Um, and it, it's it was always going to be the case where he's a boomer bust back, but he's got a, he, he hasn't had as much boom as of late. I like Smoke. I think he's a nice complimentary back. If he comes back to Kentucky, I'd be excited about it. If he leaves and Kentucky has McLean and Rodriguez and uh, you know the other folks, but I, I I won't lose any sleep over. But I think I think he's better than you're making him out to be. I mean, ideally, he's a guy that can get rip off a couple twenty, thirty plus yard carries, and he's had. I don't know if he has any over 30 this year at all. Like, I'm scrolling. I can't find his name anywhere. Yeah, I mean, he just – he he wasn't making enough – he didn't he didn't make that many big plays this year. I mean, but how many runs over 30 yards did Chris Rodriguez have? Four. And okay. nine over 20. And I would expect Smoke to have – Smoke had two rushes over 20. Rodriguez had nine. And of course, Rodriguez had more carries, but you would think if you're a big play back that you would – be able to rattle off a few more of those than just two 20-yard runs. I don't think Smoke is is the best running back in the world, but I think as a backup back in the SEC, it's a, it was a nice piece to have. And if yeah, it goes yeah. elsewhere, I love McLean as well, so I wouldn't worry about it. Right. Uh, right? You know, you got options. But uh, exactly. Texter says, nothing was more fun than a late night on Hospital Hill at WKU. I love it. It's called Hospital Hill. I'm sure it's because you could get wrecked if you hit something on going down Hospital Hill and end up in the hospital. Or it could could be there's a big hospital on top of the hill. Oh, could be that as well. Yeah, yeah, I bet people drinking and sledding on that hill probably didn't end always great. 
Sure, a lot of times it did, but not always. A texter says, John here, good TGIF morning, buddy. So happy tomorrow we get to see the Cats play. We should win this game by 20-plus and get back on track. Hey, guys, tell me, what are your go-to bets this weekend? Well, got to go talk to you later. All mm -hmm. right. Don't think I'm going to have any this weekend. Just what? cruise it off my college football success. Whoa, you're in Ohio. All right, let me ask you all this. So I had a good night last night. Um, am I back? Many people are wondering. I made a parlay with my college basketball bets last night. Indiana minus four. I did Illinois money line. It was minus 600, which, you know, whatever. Oh, uh, I did quickly, suck at Illinois for retiring to Sunmo's jersey a year after leaving the program. Yeah, like, that was pretty. You're was idiots. Pretty you're sad. You're, oh, God, that's disgusting. Um, so Illinois, the money line, not, not any significant juice there. Wisconsin minus three. And then I got Cincinnati minus two and a half at home versus SMU. A 930 tip off at Cincinnati seemed like the dumbest thing in the world, but neither here nor there. I mixed those in with the Eagles plus seven on Saturday, the Colts money line minus a thousand just because they're going to win. And right. then the Chiefs minus 450 on the road at Denver. If all those bets come out, I'll win over a thousand bucks. I can cash out right now for four hundred. Um, who do the Eagles play? The Eagles are hosting the Cowboys, but the game is pretty meaningless for both teams. Is that on? That's on Saturday. Saturday night. Yeah, I would. I would ride with the Saturday one. See how that plays out. Then take a cash out if that. Oh happens. no way! No 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 no. The only game I'm worried about are the Eagles. The Chiefs aren't losing at the Broncos with the number one seed on the line, and the Colts aren't losing to Jacksonville. But I, know, I don't think they, the Chiefs can't get their number one seed. I thought right? they. Like, I thought they did if they won. No, am I wrong? No, the Titans. Like they're probably going to sit there, people, because the Titans. All they have to do is beat the Texans. The Chiefs have something and to play for. I swear, I read an article about that. But it maybe would be the two, it would be the two seed, I guess technically. But I don't. And it's a divisional game. You want to beat your divisional team, so that that one would that one worries me a little bit because wow, the they could just say screw it, we don't need to play. The Broncos are so bad. All right, well maybe I need to research that more. I'm 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 to be honest, I don't normally do this. I'm kind of leaning towards cashing out because this week of football is so worthless and stupid that you're right. Like, who knows who ends up not playing? You yeah, still have COVID madness and stuff like that. I may just take the 400 smackers and run. Just take it and then place like 100 on that three-game parlay. Yeah, but if I could, if those three bets won and I won 1,000, that's another cash out. It's oh, true. It would be nice. Ah, Something to the, think about. The fun of gambling. Damon Thayer says, no, 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 not here, though. Uh, Texer. On the Thorn Sex Line says, kind of sounds like we pulled Goodfellow scholarship. Not a great look. Uh, Goodfellow was a walk-on. So. No, tough look for the texter. <laughs> can't uh, can't pull a walk-on scholarship. Oh, that's tough. Nick, any chance Baron comes, they use him as Jack instead of the D end. Good question. He's so big, and Kentucky's kind of like they're playing more of that nickel stuff than having two outside linebackers. I would just think that they would go the Pasco route and play him as a defensive end. But Dexter. I mean. There, there is a chance, but I, I would think that he's best suited as a defensive end. Texter, I, th I think probably Luckett would be able to answer that better for you. He knows the X's and O's a little oh, bit Oh, wow. <laughs> Shots fired. You I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Scoots has seemed very sad lately, more than just the Indiana sucking sad. I'm assuming he hasn't taken that girl to pound town yet. <laughs> Back to absence, I suppose. He's giving up sex for the new year. <laughs> so 
this is my first winter on Kentucky Roll Call, so <laughs> the texters need to know that I am more sad in the wintertime. I am very much a hot weather type of guy. Give me 90 degrees all day, every day. So when it's cold, yeah, I, I'm a little more downtrodden for sure. Yeah, seasonal depression is totally a real thing. And well, I mean, and I can't, well, you think not, about all the all the aspects. Like I can't golf. Golf is the one thing that makes me happier than anything else. Can't golf in the wintertime unless I go down the street to Bobby Cook. But I mean, I, I, I can't golf. That, well, that's what it boils down to. That's the Bobby Cook over off exit four. Um, but yeah, no, it, it, seasonal depression is a real thing, and it, it is not fun. That obviously, you know, warm weather's great, sure, whatever. I just love college basketball so much that like January and February, let's go. You get the cast yeah. on Tuesday, and then you get them on Saturday, and then you just rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, and then boom, it's March and good weather's here, and you're just like so jazzed up. That leads into April when really good weather gets here. And then before you know it, Roush, it's Derby week. And like ah. it all starts now. So I so look at it that way, Justin. There's good things on the horizon. I, I love college basketball too, but I love watching it more in the warm. <laughs> well, that doesn't really happen. Uh, I do have some bad news about where you're living and, and what part of the country you're this living This is true. It's going to get yeah. cold. Um, it does take uh, a little while, though, for me to – like January is for me. Like you still have NFL playoff football. So it helps me warm up to college basketball. It takes me a little while to get in the college basketball zone. But we're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, and it's going to start with a big win for the Cats tomorrow against Georgia. Texter text. says, Roush, how do you like doing a show with Alex Jones Walker? Oh, <laughs> uh, We getting the Baron guy, Roush. Tennessee fans are super-duper butthurt. Oh, losers. We will have freshman kicker Smith on campus. If Barry falters, he can punt as well as kick. Ooh. That's true. He was a pretty decent uh, punter at Boyle County High School as well. So Shout out to UK field goal kicking this year. Pretty solid, all things considered. Third best, uh, I think third best PAT percentage in school history. Always nice when you don't recognize or notice really kicking. You know, yeah. it's just, just take care take of business. Love to take it for granted. Exactly. When will UK announce if they will have a spring football game this year? Oh, boy. Yeah. If they don't have a spring football game, I'm going to get, I'm going to be pretty bummed. Yeah. We're going to be very, very mad. Um, but I, I'm assuming they will have one in late April. A uh, texter says, I, 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 mid April, you think? Yeah. Yeah. Probably like April 13th. That's my Okay. Guess. That's when they would normally do it when they'd have it. Right, um, right. A texter says, I thought we almost killed a 100-pound sorority girl when we put her in the middle of a truck bed liner with four dudes all over 200 pounds. She flew further than some of Barry's punts. Oh, my God. <laughs> a truck bed liner down a hill? Man, I guess. that's got to be crazy. I, I can't even really picture it. I've never seen it before. Yeah, I, I haven't seen anything like it, but I can imagine it, and hill, it's beautiful. But, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting tactic. Uh, texter uh, says, you skipped a couple texts, though. Um, Somebody oh, asked, did Scoops do the Pekin Eiffel Tower with a fellow Pekin man? Oh, Negative. Uh, bring back Trevor. At least he would tell his few stories. This thing is stinks. That's true. I mean, Tre Tre Trevor Tre would not back away from telling a story. He, he would tell Trevor's us too much. Trevor doesn't care about being professional. I, I'm trying to. I'm not trying to do this radio thing my whole life. I want to do play-by-play, -play, so i got to keep somewhat of a, of a good... Wow. Sure. Yeah, I mean... Shot, shots fired at us. Trevor doesn't wow. care. This is a <laughs> That's what it boils down to. I thought you were. I thought you were in this to win it, buddy. <sighs> I am until I'm not. Oh my goodness gracious! Well, at least <laughs> you're honest. Uh, John here again. If the Titans lose and the Chiefs win, the Chiefs are the number one seed. If the Chiefs lose 
and teams like the Bills or the Bengals win, the Chiefs could possibly drop down three or four seats. So, yes, there's a lot to play for. Second okay. round. Okay. So, all right. I, I didn't know that they could drop that far if they lost. So, um, they're, they, they're, they're playing for preservation in that two seed. I don't think the, the Titans are losing to Houston. Houston stinks. And while only one seed now gets a – and, and I, I hate that too. I only hate that one seed gets a bye because it was kind of fun. It was such a big deal to finish second if you could, because you'd also yeah. get a bye. But there is a, you know, if you're the fourth versus the second, you're either playing the one seed the next round or you could get the the two or the three. So it does kind of, you know, it does matter. Mm-hmm. Um, it does. So we'll see. Uh, anybody got anything else to say? Cats, Georgia predictions, UK, I'll say 92 to 60. Uh, that's a good one. I'm going to think it's a little bit closer just because. Um, let's go uh, 88 to 66. Okay, 22 point, 22 point win instead of a 32 point win. Yes, yes. Love it. Justin? I've got the Cats. I like 81 to about 59. 22 point win as well. There Okey we go. Dokey. Everybody We're all have on the same a- page. Suck it, Georgia. Everybody have a great weekend. Be safe with the weather. We'll be back Monday, 7 a.m. to talk about a big old Kentucky win, and we'll have fun doing it. This is KRC on Big X Sports Radio. Thanks, everybody, for the touch all week. We'll see you on Monday. Well, you're pretty good, old son, but sit down in that chair right there and let me show you how it's done. Fire on the mountain, run, boys, run. The devil's in the house of the rising sun.